Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Ever wonder how partnerships work in speech therapy private practices? You are in for a treat when you hear from Renee Robles and Christina Ramos. They are two SLPs in private practice in Southern California who in just three years have three brick and mortar locations with a plan to start a fourth next year and a fifth the year after. These are ladies with a five-year plan and they are unstoppable. Take a listen. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. So we have an extra special treat on this episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast, where we have a team of private practitioners. You guys co-own your practice, right? Yes, we do. Fabulous. So we have two people on the interview tonight, which is something that I, we haven't done yet in the history of the podcast. So you guys are the very first team of people that we're interviewing. Exciting. Very exciting. Okay. So <laughs> can you guys share your names, your location, and the name of your private practice? Of course. My name is Renee Robles. Uh, my name is Christina Ramos. We have three locations presently. We have located in Southern California. So we have three locations. One is in the city of Grand Terrace. One is in the city of Wildemar. And one is in the city of Rancho Cucamonga. And we are Five Oaks Beach Therapy Services. Fabulous. Well, again, I am just so excited to have the two of you on tonight. And usually how I start these episodes is to kind of get some background information on what, what life was like for you guys before you started your private practice. So can you give us a little bit of that background information? Yes. Okay. So this is Renee. So I have been a speech and language pathologist for about 22 years now. And I worked in the school districts for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And the latter half of those 20 years, I was supervising at a private clinic. And in doing that, I was kind of learning the ins and outs of what a private clinic looked like, how the operations kind of, um, what that entailed. But while I was doing that, 
working in the school district, I was getting um, more and more frustrated with the responsibilities I had and how I was being treated in the district. I loved working with my students. I just didn't, um, I just wasn't jiving with the administration and the places that I was working at. The locations had me working out in hallways, out in um, just kind of locations that I didn't ever have an office consistently. So what I decided to do was with some help from my husband who kind of pushed me into, you know what, I think it's time that you did your own thing. And so I started a corporation. And in doing that, I, <laughs> I ran into Christina, which is so funny because Christina and I had some history because I was trying to recruit her years before to work in the school district with me. <laughs> yes, when I was in graduate school. So I, we're both from the Inland Empire, but I met Renee in San Francisco at Acacia. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a SLPA, so I was a speech language pathology assistant while I was doing graduate school. And I worked at a private practice. Um, and as I was finishing my, grad, my last grad year, I met Renee. And she tried to get me to go into the school districts. Um, it didn't work out. Um, I ended up landing a position with a very big provider um, for Southern California. Um, so I did my clinical fellowship year at Kaiser Permanente. Mm -hmm. And I had a great experience there, but it, I didn't really see myself staying there long term. And I was looking to just kind of have more variety. I always wanted to be in private practice. And so... I think when Renee and I's paths met again, it it was kind of meant to be. <laughs> we call it kismet. Yeah. <laughs> she was right at the moment where she was going to basically try to do a brick and mortar. And I was mm -hmm. trying to kind of find my permanent way. And so I kind of told Renee, like, do you want a partner? And she looked at me like, I didn't think I wanted a partner, but let's do dinner let's do dinner. And so we did dinner, we hit it off. And um, then we decided to have our husbands meet, because um, that's very important. And so we had our husbands meet. And we decided, all right, let's do this. And mind you, I, I'm a recent grad. So I've only been a speech language pathologist now for about five years. <laughs> so we have very different experiences. Um, and we come from, I think, very different kind of generations. Mm -hmm. so, so we look at we look at problems and we look at patients in, with two different perspectives me from the older perspective and Christina from the young fresh eyes go get them perspective yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great balance yeah it is it's a great balance um it's it's really nice because it's harder for me to get on and off the floor with some of the patients and Christina could do it like no problem but we, you know, like I said, we look at things differently. And I think I try to show her a different kind of older type wisdom. And she's got this young, energetic um, like personality. Like conquer the world. Kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. But together, it, we meet in the middle and it works. 
That's fabulous. Well, it, it does sound like, you know, it's so funny as you were telling your story, I was thinking of the word kismet. So it's so funny that you then said that. Um, <laughs> but it really just sounds like, you know, whenever I, I don't believe in like coincidence or, you know, I think that coincidences mean something, right? So the fact that like you, you ran into each other and you were, you know, one of you was already pursuing private practice and the other one kind of always thought about that to have connected at the time that you did and then to have had that fateful dinner. And I think that's so wise to have your husbands meet too, because you guys are really like work wives. Yes, yes. we are. Yes. Right. <laughs> and you're, you've entered into a, a partnership, which is kind of like a marriage, right? So I think it's wonderful to have your spouse's involvement in this whole thing. And it really sounds like you guys have a fabulous balance in terms of what you bring to the practice. Yeah, and I think we both recognize that. And just like what you said, Jenna, with it being work wives, we mm -hmm. talk about it all the time. We talk about the only way that we're going to be able to work and have anything be successful is through communication. Yeah. And we communicate quite often. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we have to have those hard discussions about when one of us isn't happy and why. Yeah. And we have to really sit and listen and listen to what the other person says. And, but then from that conversation, we discuss it, we hash it out, and then we move on and we can't hold on to anything. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Renee, you were saying that you were at the point where you were wanting to start a brick and mortar when Christina came on. Is that right? Yes, that exactly that time. Okay. And I then I actually looked at some brick and mortar spots. Yeah. So, so then, and now you have three locations, right? So how, I guess, how long ago did you guys join forces? And then how, like, piece me, give me a little bit of a timeline. Well, we started looking at, so we've only been together three years. Wow, that's great. So we, we are um, very motivated. We work very hard. So it's been, yeah, we're like toddlers. <laughs> um, yes, well, Renee had the corporation starting in 2015, and yeah. she had a couple of patients, and she was doing her own thing with the corporation in 2015. I came on board in 2016. Okay, got it. So that's when we actually, you know, ha got a location. We were out looking for spaces. We decided to land in a, the city of Grand Terrace for our first location in 2016. That was July. July of 2016. We opened up our first location July. 2016 with four rooms wow that's great and currently that location has 17 rooms oh my gosh just that location has 17 rooms just that look yes and that one now has um we have the pediatrics is all downstairs and upstairs we have where we see our adults and then we have our corporate offices there. And then we have our assessment center up there. Fabulous. And the upstairs. Yes. Nice. Okay. And then at what point did you start to add the other two locations? Well, we had a plan. And the five-year goal was to open a new location every year. Wow. And nice. so by the end of the first year, we started looking at the second location. Yeah. And um, that's how we ended up in Wildemar. Yeah. And then by the end of like the second year, 
we were looking at the third location and then that's how we ended up in Rancho Cucamonga. Nice. nice. So we're, we are currently looking for our fourth location, by the way. Well, that's amazing. And <laughs> because I'm not as familiar with, with this area, how close are these practices to each other, or these locations rather to each other? They are, they're probably, I want to say like 20 miles away from each other. Yeah. Got it. I love that. I would say so. Yeah. They're, they're, it's hard to talk about distances and miles in California because we do everything on how fast somebody, right, by freeway. How, fast, how fast you can get to a location with traffic. Right. <laughs> Which is so funny. I was just in the LA area um, about two months ago and whatever timing I was in the car going to and from the airport was not terrible. But I, the only thing I ever hear about California is like well, traffic and earthquakes, obviously, but traffic. <laughs> yes. That's great. So, so then you guys are going to have this fourth location and then are you planning a fifth location for your fifth year? That's what the, that's what our plan is. I love it. You guys are very ambitious. I love it. Yeah, we're crazy. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to call. <laughs> so how many people, so how many employees or contractors do you guys have at these various locations? In total right now, we're, I want to say we're close to 50 employees. Oh my gosh, you guys are pretty uh, big. Yeah, it's gone pretty big. Um, we want to say um, the Grand Terrace location is the largest location, and so that has, like, the bulk of our employees. Um, the Wildemar location and the Rancho location are a bit, like, smaller, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're just great. I mean, each one of those has about seven treatment rooms, nice. and so those um, right now have, you know, a front desk person, and then obviously it's um, therapists. So those are a little bit smaller, um, relatively smaller to, that, to our first baby, which is Grand Terrace. Yeah, that's fabulous though. So, okay, what kinds of clients are you servicing at these locations? You mentioned like having, you know, uh, for a Grand Terrace anyway, a pediatric area, an adult area, and then an assessment center. So what kinds of clients are you guys seeing? Are you like complete generalists see everybody or do you have certain specialties? We, we'd like to say we see everybody. We have, I think our youngest patient has been nine months because mm -hmm. we did Christina does a lot of the pediatric feeding mm -hmm. because she has um, experience in that so our youngest patient was about nine months and our oldest patient was 87 wow. so we see everything in between so we have pediatric patients that mm -hmm. are some medically fragile patients that have trachs um, we have cleft palate patients we've had cochlear implant We've had um, some other medically fragile youngsters that have different kinds of health concerns. Mm -hmm. And then we also see the adult populations where we have some um, young adults that have AB malformation. We have TBI, CBA, post-CBA, laryngectomy, laryngectomy wow. and um, prefrontal disintegration now with the early onset dementia. Wow. Well, and that's going to be a growing population too, dementia. Yes. I mean, yes. that's, so you guys are, okay. You guys are incredible. In three hey. years, you have three going on four locations, 50 employees. Yes. And a plan for growth that you're meeting 
And I, I can't get over that. That's incredible. Well, here's the thing here. And, and here's what we like to think is, so I know you're not familiar with the Inland Empire, um, but it's, it's kind of an area that is a, how would you call it? Like a low, the area that we service is, the population is mid to low SES. Mm-hmm. And Christina and I grew up in the area. Mm-hmm. We are, and we like to call each other two girls from the hood. Nice. We are two Latino women that have grown up in the area. And we strive to be role models for all the other young ladies and men in the area and we do nothing but try to throw the rope over and try to lift up everybody then and be inspiring to the young SLPs coming through. I love that. That is absolutely. So what a wonderful mission, right? Not only are you serving your community and the community that you grew up in, but you're finding ways to employ SLPs to, to further like, bring up the, uh, the whole community. That's what we try to do. That's, that's one of our goal. Our patients are first our community. I mean, we sponsor the community baseball teams. Nice. Um, we sponsor the swim teams, the dance teams. <laughs> that's great. Sometimes Christina tells me to stop, but I can't help it. <laughs> well, but that's a, what a wonderful marketing tool. That's a wonderful marketing tool. It's wonderful until like I people are randomly showing up and they're like Renee told me and I'm like oh okay I sure hope that that's accurate I'm pretty sure she did but she neglected to tell me that I have someone that's right to check to I love that but we sponsor we sponsor one of the elementary schools classroom so we provide books literature books for the little ones you know and then for the baseball teams the we get the high school baseball teams we've done and then the local baseball teams and our names get put on a banner at the baseball field. So you're right. It's kind of a marketing tool as well. Yeah. And it provides that word of mouth. And I've yeah. been to plenty of youths. My kids are young. My kids are uh, two and five, but I've been to um, sports events for, you know, other, my nieces and nephews and stuff. And, you know, that's the kind of thing you look at, you know, you're watching them play obviously, but sometimes you're not. And you're looking at <laughs> at who are the sponsors, and it's always like restaurants and maybe like the dentist. But right. these guys will really stick out in that way. And I was just, I was actually, this is funny, at, at Trader Joe's uh, shopping earlier today, and I noticed a kid in a little baseball uniform, and it happened to be on the back. It said, you know, the whatever, Newton Dentist. And I was thinking, like, wow, what a, that to me is a milestone to be able to sponsor a team of some sort is a really wonderful gift. And to hear that you guys are not only sponsoring one team, but multiple teams and a classroom. And then I think you said a ballet too. It's a dance dance studio. Dance studio. That's fantastic. So talk about giving back. I mean, you guys are like a machine of, of help, of helping people. Well, we like to, (laughs) we're definitely running something. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And Christina just had a baby. So the baby's three months old. So yeah, I love it. That's fabulous, too. Right? That get, that probably has also given you just like a new focus. Yeah, you know, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> because I literally just had her. Um, 
but let me tell you that coming back to work was a really um important thing for me um having a baby like obviously changes your whole life but i it was really nice coming back and we have a great team and i felt so welcomed and i felt really supported um coming back and you can't replace that yeah well and it's wonderful too i know that um you know, your child's still very young, obviously, but to be able to show them that their mom is such a hardworking person and a person who is doing so much for their area is really, really important to, to, to show kids, right? Because they pay attention to that. They may not be able to verbalize it for a while, but they, they pay attention to what their parents are giving in terms of the community. So that, I think that's also a wonderful thing that you have to look forward to. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, she comes to work with me at least one day a week. So, nice. <laughs> so I got her on the payroll now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. So tell me, like, tell me some more things about, you know, as I mentioned um, before we started recording, you guys are the first partnership that I have. Um, and you've mentioned like keeping um, communication lines open and that kind of thing. What are some other things that people should be thinking about if they decide to go into partnership with someone in private practice? I really think that some of the things that you have to consider is maybe the divide of who's doing what, what the responsibilities are. Yeah. And, you know, if I, Christina does a lot of the scheduling. She keeps track. She's amazing at knowing with all three clinics. I mean, we have over what, 500 patients? We have 700 patients. 700, yeah. On so she's the one who's in charge of that. <laughs> she, she's got that down, right. Because on a, a good day, we're seeing about upwards of 130 to 140 patients a day. And we are also open on Saturdays. So, um, you know, Christina has the pulse on scheduling and those things. And when I dabble into the scheduling and I shouldn't be, then she lets me know like, Hey, and I'm like, Oh, you're right. I, that's your, Stay in your lane. let me get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then like, I try to handle, um, the contracts, you know, because we're doing a lot, we still have a few patients we see, but we are really doing most of the business side right. of running the corporation. Yes. So like we, uh, I handle the contracts, um, Christina handles the scheduling, you know, we just have a division of labor and then we come together every week to talk about how's it going, what's going in, what checking in on a weekly basis that we're all on the same page. Well, yeah, I think that the division of labor is important. And then also thinking about what are your natural skills? Right? right, like there are right. things that all of us are just sort of more naturally skilled at or gravitating to. So it's important for you guys to have that too. So, so you mentioned that Christina's really good at like the schedule, and you're better with the contracts and that kind of thing. So I think that that knowing yourselves is really important, and knowing each, what each other's strengths are is also super important. Exactly. I mean, that's it's. I don't want to have to go into something that I'm going to step on her toes about that I'm particularly not too versed in or you know because it's going to be detrimental to who we are yeah. and I don't we can't have that at this at this stage in the game and we're still we're still learning we're still in our infancy yeah. you know even though we we've grown quite a bit we're still learning 
and by the way, we just had lunch with two other local clinics. And because we all still like to get together with those clinics and make sure that, you know, there's enough to share. Mm-hmm. You know, we share stories, we share, you know, stresses, we share um, business advice, business you know, advice with handling, each other. You know, it's, if, you know, there's bumps along the road with certain contracts or things change, obviously, in the law all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we have mm-hmm. many employees, et cetera. So it's nice to also be able to communicate with other business owners and for all of us to kind of share and kind of give our experience. And so we can all help each other out because eventually if we all help each other out, we're all successful. We're helping that many more patients. Absolutely. Yeah. There's plenty to go around. I'm not a competitive person by nature. And so, and that's one of the the really interesting things. Listeners pay attention People who have been interviewed on this podcast tend to have that kind of an attitude. And it really helps everybody move forward together when you are fully committed as like competitors in a way, but to serving the community, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, we can all level up together. No, it's, it's, you know, we're all trying, I think in our profession, in of itself is of a giving profession. Yeah. And so, you know, this profession with the business that we have, we can help each other out, you know, and we can talk to each other and see what the needs are and see, because we also have some other clinics that we go, you know what, this isn't going to fit for us, but I think we know another clinic who would be better suited for you and we'll call them and we'll kind of share patients as well. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's fabulous. So, so you mentioned that you're kind of in your infancy or maybe even toddlerhood. What do you, and you're looking at a fourth location now and planning perhaps on a fifth the next year. So what is, what is um, growth going to continue to look like for you guys over the next couple of years beyond more clinic space? I want to own all of California, but I don't Put your horses there. I want to have a clinic everywhere. Um, But maybe Southern California. We'll conquer Southern California first. And maybe upper. We would like to go to Northern California as well. But I think some of the other things is we would like, you know, because we also go to some of the universities and when they ask us, can you come speak about what it's like? to start a business or what private practice looks like for uh, graduate students. And so we, we go and ask, because we have some professor friends that say, Hey, I'm teaching this class. Would you mind coming in? We like to do that as well. Oh yeah. Maybe like even doing like one of those seminars at the convention. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. I think like that would be awesome to present. um, Because I think, I mean, I think we're awesome. I mean, three years, three clinics and uh, we're still alive. I think, <laughs> right? Doesn't that say a lot? So yes, definitely. So I, I thought maybe the next thing would be to present, you know, at one of these conventions. I think that'll be fun. That'll be a nice little change for us. And well, think of all of the people that you can empower, right? Like in terms of of your community, you kind of got that down, right? And you 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 have all these employees. You're serving what do you say, seven hundred patients a month, right? So you have 
a huge volume of people in your own community that you're servicing. And I, I really like the idea of presenting at more conference, uh, conferences and, you know, maybe at the, you know, California ASHA or whatever, or even the national ASHA, but really thinking about empowering young people who are interested in private practice to that this is what growth and this is what partnership look like to you. And then this is what growth has looked like to you because you guys are tremendous role models. Well, thank you so much. Well, you, you know, you're right. We would like to do maybe some more presenting and inspiring because that's, you know, we'd like to do that. You have questions? Come on by our clinic. I'm more than happy to. Christina's not always thrilled about it. I'm not always thrilled. Because listen, <laughs> he wants to answer everybody's questions. And I'm just kind of like, we still have to run a business. So, <laughs> but I'm more than happy. Like, we have people around us, other SLPs that are like, I'm interested. I said, well, come and I'll show you. Let yeah. me show you what it's about. But, you know, on the, on the outside, it's like, wow, this is a lot. You have so much. But you know what? Christina and I work very hard. We work very hard. And sometimes we're emailing people at, two, o'clock in the at two in the morning. We've emailed each other at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. It's a labor of love, though. Yeah. Well, and you guys have had the benefit of having each other right? Yes. Having yeah, a, yeah. You know, a person to laugh with and a shoulder to cry on yes. and a person hopefully to have some wine with every now and then. <laughs> right? I just like wine, but we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. And I just think it's nice to, to be going through this together um, with, with you guys at the helm of this, this machine that is really um, just moving in such a tremendous direction. And you know, whether or not you can't, I mean, California is a big state, right? Yes. But it sounds like you guys have a plan of conquering California and having, you know, having a, a presence in a lot of different communities. Yes. I love that. And you know, so, the thing is that when you talk about working together, Jenna, mm -hmm. uh, so many times during the week, I'll call Christina and I say, hey, um, you need to talk me off the cliff right now <laughs> because this is what I'm going through. And, and she'll, yeah, and, and vice versa because it's like, and then sometimes it's like, it doesn't help if, one, if we're both stressing out. Only one of us is allowed to stress because the other one needs to help the other one out. Right. And with three clinics, we're going back and forth, back and forth. We do a lot of driving, so... We're making sure that everything's under control, but sometimes we need each other. And it's nice when you have a partner because we, like you said, you need someone to, to bounce some ideas off or go, that sounded so dumb. <laughs> or that was a great idea. Let's yeah. do that. Or let's table that, right? Let's, yeah. that sounds yeah. like, a, um, like a good idea, but for right now, right. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to have someone too who's kind of like the, and maybe you're both kind of this, but like someone has to be kind of like the visionary and like this is what we can do. And then someone has to be a little bit maybe more the more practical person to say, okay, yes, but not now. And I think you always need someone to hold you accountable. I think when you have a partner, um, they hold you accountable. And that's probably what's led to, I think, a lot of our success because you can't say, oh, I'll do that later. Oh, that'll get done. Because I think if you have someone there that's like, hey, that needs to be done for this and this reason, you know, you need to be here for this and this reason. It's you start, I think, 
becoming more structured and you start really, you know, kind of having those goals, but meeting those goals because you, you're held accountable by your partner because it's not just about you. So, you know, you have another person that's depending on you as well. And then I think for us that works, that works really well. Yeah. Well, it's out. It must be, (laughs) it must be. So, okay. So before we kind of wrap up, can you guys, is there any other things that either we haven't touched on that you would like to be able to share or advice to people? Tell me some more things. I would say some of the things that I know that some people talk about, well, you know, I don't know whether we should take, you know, um, more than just private pay. Should we take insurances? And, you know, that just opens a door to all kinds of questions and advice that we have. And I think one of our biggest, you know, things that we have to do big size about is sometimes kind of like, be careful what you wish for. You know, we have, you know, upwards of 45, 50 employees, but boy, oh boy, employees. Oh, wow. That's a whole other episode. That's a, <laughs> yes, Jenna, that's part two. <laughs> yeah, part two. I I would love to have you guys on for part two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to learn how to manage other people not just she and i but we have to learn how to manage our employees and then our families because we we have so many families and then insurance companies and what that all encompasses so you know it's kind of like really take a look at if this is what you really want to do and um i i don't know i guess learning how to manage people is one of the things that you have to really take a good look at. If you have a business that you're going to have a bunch of employees. How did you learn management? Uh, trial and error. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, the balance helps us, you know, because we do see things from different perspectives. Um, at times, well, listen, Renee and I tend to always be on the same page. Like we're, we're like, She's thinking it and I'm saying it or I'm saying it and she's thinking it. Um, So that helps us. But I think in working together and just we've grown, but I know it seems quick, but we have grown, I think, at a steady pace. Mm -hmm. So as things kind of presented themselves, we learned, we went, okay, that worked, that didn't work. And then we adjusted. But um, that, I don't know, trial and error, because because it's just kind of like been a thing that we just had to pick up along the way. I mean, we're speech language pathologists, right? Like we're not business people. So it's kind of like, okay, here we go. Like, hope this works. And it's been working. And then, you know, we have really great husbands who also have different backgrounds who we bounce ideas off of. I think that's been a huge help. Renee's husband has really been instrumental in helping us with a lot of the back that kind of the back end things of the company yeah and so that you know we've had a lot of support that way um but really I just think if your intentions are good if your intentions are there um if this is really you know you want to serve your community you really want to do therapy you love what you do it works out it just does well, it certainly seems to be working out for you guys. So I would say the biggest thing, uh, I would say the biggest advice, and we give this to all the people that we interview, the speech world is so small. so small. Like, be careful. Be careful because the world is small in of itself, but the speech world is even smaller. You wouldn't be surprised how uh, the circles run, you know? 
And here's a fun fact, Jenna. Mm -hmm. I was a speech therapist at Christina's high school when she was in high school. <laughs> no way. That's <laughs> great. More kismet. <laughs> exactly. Well, we I think to meet at some point. Yes. I know. Well, I think that you bring up an important point, which is about the SLP world being small and why it's really important to build bridges versus burning them. Exactly. And it sounds like that's what you're doing with a lot of the other members of the community, the other, you know, SLPs with private practices or whatever, you know, you mentioned getting together with them and whatnot. It's really, really important, just as you said, to be a community builder and not someone who's, who's burning any bridges. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys have built an amazing practice in a pretty amazing amount of time. I am completely impressed with your energy and your, you know, just like drive and desire and commitment to making this work for your community and yourselves and to future um, speech pathologists. So I could not be more proud of what you're doing and thankful that you came on and shared your story with all of us. Well, well, thank, thank you, you, Jenna. We yeah. appreciate it. And by the way, your Facebook page is pretty amazing as well. So I, I know you're so kind to helping out, and I know you're looking forward to tomorrow night with yeah. all the things that that's going to entail. So thank you as well, Jenna. Yeah, that's they, well. Thank you. Yeah, one of the new things that we're starting to offer are these master classes, which are going to have um, you know different SLPs or people who work with speech pathologists in private practice come on and share uh, a topic that they know a lot about for other people. And, you know, maybe you guys might be able to host a masterclass at some point. That would be really cool. Oh, yeah. We would love that, that would be awesome. That's amazing to do that. Yeah, well, we'll definitely have to talk about that because it sounds like you guys have a ton to offer. So once again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being role models for our listeners. And I cannot wait to, to hear about what, how you guys execute these plans going forward. I know. We'll see. <laughs> well, if you, I mean, if everything that you've done so far has been preparing yourself for anything that you do in the future. Yes. Everything we do. Uh, <laughs> or, yeah. I would say every, every day is a preparation for the next <laughs> Absolutely. Well, again, th I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast and we will absolutely be in touch both to hear more about your progress and hopefully to have you be um, one of the people who presents on the masterclass. Well, I look forward to that and thank you for having us, Jenna. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a good night, ladies. You as well. Good night. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned and I want to help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms and your own time and yes, make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs 
get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I wanna teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part, these trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com. Click start or grow and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.